Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Well, hello. I feel like it's been forever. Did you guys enjoy the 100th episode? I sure did. I literally created that without creating it. I didn't want to be involved with it at all. I know my editor kept wanting me to give her feedback, but I wanted to be surprised just like you guys. I wanted to hear the feedback from you guys as listener on what your favorite podcast episode was and why, and just be surprised and have it woven in. And it was an amazing experience for me. Thank you for all of you who did do the 100th episode. I appreciate it. And if I haven't gotten in contact with you, those that sent it in, please reach out to me at brig at brigjohnson.com because I have a special gift for you. I think I have everybody's emails and everything, but if not, send me. It's like, hey, you forgot me? What's going on? Because <laughs> y'all know I'm only human. But I just wanted to like say thank you. And then I followed it up with that awesome, like really, interview with DL Sharon, my badass sales coach client. And oh my God, wasn't that a good interview? I was like saving that. We did that interview like four months ago or something. I laughed when she talked about her revenue because I was like, oh, she passed that a long time ago. <laughs> but that's how long I've been saving it. Like I wanted to save it for a special occasion. And I'm like, oh, yes, of course. It could be the 101. Like how else would I follow up the 100th episode by showing the work that I do with my clients. I thought it was the best way to follow up celebrating 101. So here we are, 102. And what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about one of the stands that we say all the time, it is what it is. And we think we're being kind to ourselves. We think we're really accepting like it is what it is. But I want to say when we say it is what it is, <laughs> we're not seeing what it's not. Like there's a difference between it is what it is and true acceptance and surrender and allowance. And I want to talk about that difference. So let's go on a journey. When we say it is what it is, actually what that equals is I have a sense of powerlessness over this. I can't control it. So I'm just going to say it is what it is, but it's not in a way of accepting it. There's a difference. Like I can't control it and that's okay. Let me control what I want to control. And I'm not expecting myself to be control it. I'm not expecting it to be any other way. I'm not arguing with reality. And then there's this, it is what it is, but really what it, you're saying is it shouldn't be this way and God damn it. And <laughs> all the other shit, right? It's like, we say it is what it is, but tell me when you say that, like literally the next time you say it is what it is, tell me how you feel in your body. 
Remember, our feelings are always, our body, our sensations are our compass, right? I sprinkle this throughout the podcast. I really have us dive into this in our Deeply Rooted Immersive program. But when you say it is what it is, isn't there a little part of you that's like, and it shouldn't be? Or it's like, uh, right? It's not accepting and it's like, yep, that's the way he is. It's like a dismissive and I'm going to shut myself off from the feeling. You may even feel numb, but do you feel numb because you cleared through it or that you've like, I'm not even going to tap into that because I can't do anything. And so I'm not even going to acknowledge that I feel this way about it. It is what it is. It's like putting it in the closet and closing the door, but the stank is still coming. Literally, we didn't do anything. We just put the dead cat in the closet and it's stinking up the whole damn house. It is what it is. Like literally, we don't see what we don't see. It is literally a energy that drains us. It's not self-protective. It's a false sense of self-protective. It's like saying like, yeah, I can't change it and that's okay. But really, it doesn't allow us to actually coach on it, go through it, clean it up. So it really is okay that it is that way. Even if we don't like it, when we say to ourselves, it is what it is, we stop the curiosity. We stop looking at it. We stop coaching on it. I had a client recently tell me some of the things that she was going through. And I was, why didn't you ask for coaching? She was like, well, it just was what it was. I didn't think I needed to. And I was like, that's key number one. Keep clue number one that you need coaching on something is thinking, oh no, I don't need coaching on this. It just is what it is. Yes. Because what we're saying is there's no opening. There's either fighting or I'm just going to put up with it. It's like having bad sex. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> We don't have to have bad sex, ladies and men, right? It just is what it is. It's either I can't fight it, so I'm just be here and resist the fact that it's happening and not like it. I'm accepting a level of powerlessness. I'm going to unpack this, but I just wanted to like spend some time with here. It's like there are no options. I'm trapped. It is what it is. I'm just trapped, right? It's like a feeling of trapped. I have no options. And it really, if you really pay attention to it, it doesn't energize you. It drains you. So if you want to know the difference between it is what it is and true acceptance, one energize you and it frees up that energy of resistance and one drains you of the energy. So it's like, you can kind of tell in your body, but we have to go into our bodies and feels some things. We got to get into our F line, our feelings. And if you say that, and there's a little bit of tension or a sensation or a rumbling or a heaviness, that's your clue that, oh, I need to unpack this. Okay. If there's true acceptance and surrender, then that is still admitting that I can't control the outcome, but it's also saying, but this outcome doesn't have any power over me. Because when we say it is what it is, what we're saying is I can't do anything about it, but I really do believe that that has power over me. So it's a sense of accepting my a powerlessness. When we accept it, true acceptance and surrender, when we surrender, 
We're surrendering to the outcome too. The outcome doesn't have any power either over us. It's nothing to put up with. When we say it is what it is, I know I'm going over this, but I'm trying to say it in 15 different ways so that you guys can see the difference because I want you to know when you are accepting your powerlessness and when you're like, oh, freeing up your power. What is happening and saying it is what it is and arguing with reality while it's happening, as Byron Katie says, you are presenting yourself in a losing situation. But when you accept and surrender, now you're winning because now you're freedom. Now you're free to create. Then saying, but what can I control when we accept and surrender? I can't control them and I'm not expecting myself to. I'm not expecting them to change because that's on them, not on me. So now what I want to do and then that opens up your brain to give you all the possibilities as opposed to being trapped. It is what it is. I can't get them to do anything. And the only way it's going to happen is if this outcome happens this way, attachment to form. Y'all know that podcast, right? It's like we don't even see it. There are more options opening when we surrender, when we accept. Now, what else? What do I want to do? What am I capable of? Is there another role that I'm not even seeing, right? It opens us up. I think the allowance is imperative for the journey. Understanding the grieving process, whatever it is, like when we say it is what it is, something happened that we didn't like happening and there's a grieving process to it. And we know the five stages of grief, right? It's denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, and then acceptance. But when we say it is what it is, it's kind of disguised denial. Like it's disguised as acceptance, but really it's denial. It's denying your power. And here's the thing about denial. It's the first step. I think sometimes it's the most important step because it's that step that we go through that we don't know we're in. The reason why I told my client like, oh, the fact that you said you didn't need coaching is the thing because we're in denial, like we're asleep. There's no awareness. When we're like, it is what it is, we don't even have the awareness that it's possible for it to be another way. And we don't even know that we're giving our power away. It's like complete denial. It is what it is, is a sense of complete denial. So that's the stage. It's like you asleep. You ain't woke at all. You asleep. You don't even see it. There's no possibility of it. So this is where a coach can help not to rush you through the process. Coaching isn't designed. Like I know a lot of people think like, okay, I'm a coach with you and you're going to get me through. No, coaching is designed to hold space for you while you take as long as you need to go through whatever you need in a way that serves you. Does it open up you to a process so that you can be more compassionate and maybe go through the process faster? Yes, but you still have to go through the process and rushing it never helps. So my job as a coach is never to rush you through. I need to get you somewhere. No, because where you are is okay. Remember, it's acceptance and surrender. And when you're ready, when your body is ready, when you feel safe enough, when you've turned it over enough, with the awareness, it's like, oh, a lot of times, like when I go to my friends and I'm talking to them about some of the shit that's in there, they start trying to coach me. And I'm like, no, I'm right here. I know exactly where I'm at. 
I'm not trying to coach myself out of it. I'm just being here. I know where I'm at. And like that awareness while you're in those stages helps. It's like, I'm just in denial. I'm just not accepting that I even have a choice over this outcome. I don't believe that I can be happy with this outcome or without this outcome. That's where I'm at. Sometimes just telling myself that's where I'm at is so good. And I know there is another stage. And when I'm ready, I will get there. No rush. When I'm ready, I'm going to get there. But it's like I start bringing myself awareness of how I'm in denial of my power, how I'm giving my power away. Okay, let's go on. A power shift is what needed when we're here, right? So let's talk about power. Let's talk about power in a sense. I'm reading this great book, Power, A Woman's Guide to Living and Leading Without Apology. It's by Kimmy Neckvapel. Neckvapel. N-E-K-V-A-P-I-L. Kimmy, K-E-M-I. She's one of Brene Brown's leading facilitators of the dare to lead thing. And she wrote a book, Power, A Woman's Guide to Living and Leading Without Apology. And what she says, what she learned from Brene, of course, and what she's brought in is her perspective as a Black woman. I love when we use these tools and then we take our perspective to it and like we teach from our lived experience, which is what she does in this book so beautifully is like, we've been taught the power over model, okay? This is what the, it is what it is kind of comes from. They have, something has power over me, right? And so whenever we're like, it is what it is, is they have power over me and I have no control. Really? That's what that is, what it is, is they have power over me. I have no control, And that's the power over model, which is what has been, we've been conditioned to believe. That's what's been taught to us. That's what's been our example for a long time is this patriarchal view of like power is scarce and it comes from someone else and it can be taken away and it's very limited, right? So therefore, if I have power, I have to hoard it because it can be taken away. It's scarce. It's a commodity, that is distributed. It's not for everybody, right? Kind of the same way we think of money, money, power, go figure, right? So when people use shame or fear over others, so think about it. Sometimes it's like power is when I'm going to scare you you may not have your job or you may leave or I may leave you or this thing may happen and Even our decision is like, we don't feel like we have power over our decisions because we're so afraid of getting it wrong. And if we get it wrong, then that thing took our power away. Really? (laughs) Right? Whenever I say really, it's a key to go, hmm, right? Do I want to look at life from that point of view of power over What's in my saving account has power over me. What's in my retirement account has power over me. Where I work has power over me. The house that I live in has power over me. My friends, everything has power over me. Do you really want that? Because when we say it is what it is, what we're saying is I'm powerless and they have power over me. But that's using a patriarchal model of power. 
When I talk about creating internal safety, what I'm saying is create internal power. What I'm saying is power doesn't sit outside of us. Power is something that is created internally. And when we know we can create it internally, then we know it's abundant. And it has nothing to do with the circumstances. I have power regardless of the circumstance. So therefore, there's no, it is what it is. And there's no fear like, okay, you're going to do that. That's going to suck. But it doesn't have power over me. Completely different. That's surrender and accepted. I didn't say, oh, that's good. We're not talking toxic positivity shit here. We're saying that's going to suck. I'm not going to like it. I'm going to experience some feelings. But it doesn't have power over me. Completely different view from the view of that's going to suck and I'm going to be miserable. And so therefore it does have power because my power comes from that thing. No, your power doesn't come from outside you, queen. Your power is internally created. And that's a muscle we get to exercise and build and grow. Your ability to create power. It's amazing. So it can't be taken away. And if it can be, this is the belief that's like the little carrot because power is like can be taken away and it's only granted to a few of us. And so therefore I need to take advantage of it and I need to look at every decision I make because if I make a decision and it's not right, then the powers that be may take their power away from me. I just want you to see how this is peppered into how we make decisions, why we make decisions, why we get stuck in the squat on making decisions. You know, we get ready to squat and we bend down and we don't ever make the decision because of the sense of power over, right? We can see people scrambling for power right now. I'm looking at the political climate right now and I'm like, really? All of the things that people are doing to maintain their power because power is scarce and it's power over. And I'm like, they got people moving states to go run for Senate against someone because power. That was completely orchestrated. Like, I know we're going to create somebody, <laughs> move them to another state so that they can beat because we don't want this person in power. We want our person in power because power is scarce and must be protected and we must do all the things use our power to protect our power or we can stop with the treadmill and realize that we are some of the most powerful motherfuckers in the world yes i said it internally we have everything we need power is self-created Power is internal. And if it's internal, it's abundant. And when people start fucking with you, if you don't see that they absolutely don't have any power over you, then you don't get as triggered. You selling, I'm not buying. And it doesn't mean that I have to like that I may have to change jobs or I may have to get a demotion or I may have to make less money. Me making less money, changing houses, getting a demotion, moving, staying where I'm at, none of that has power over me. That's why I love it. 
And when we do the model and model work for those of us who do the model, and if you do deeply rooted with me, the immersive, like you learn the model, but I love the fact that we put anything on that C line and we make it neutral, meaning you don't have power over me. Whatever is said, done, whatever you look like, all of it doesn't have power over me. And I realize I'm the one that's given it its power. So there's no need to say it is what it is and like just give up, acquiesce and trap ourselves because I just have to accept what's happening. It is what it is. It's not accepting what's happening and resisting it. It is what it is. Accepting it with freedom And your authority and your power is like, yes, that is happening and that is completely neutral and that has no bearing on my future. Let me say it again. It has no bearing on my future. I'm going to say it a third time. It has no bearing on my future. He want to leave? No bearing on my future. They want to fire me? No bearing on my future. Will my future look different? Yes. But does it have the power to control my future? How I experience this life? No. And if you think it does, that's where you in that it is what it is. And that's where coaching comes in. And I love freeing people up to see their ability to create. There is another door queen. We always go into these boxes and we box ourselves in with our thoughts and then there's no opening. And I'm always like, but where's the opening? Because there's always, always an opening. There's always a conduit to our power because it's created internally. When we think of it, it is what it is, is they took the power over me and I can't do anything about it. And that's bullshit. He left me and I can't do anything about it. He loves somebody else and I can't do anything about it. And I'm powerless. Bullshit. Right? He can leave you. He can leave you for someone else. Or she can leave you. She can leave you from somewhere else. No problem. You're not powerless. No. That's the rub. Can you not change them? Absolutely. But are you powerless to create a better future? Absolutely not. Do you need them? Because the power doesn't come from outside of me, right? So I needed them to create the future? No, 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 no. One of the best exercises I did, and that's what I'm going to have you guys do, is do an exercise. So, But let me get to this point right here. 18th century philosopher Mary Wollstonecraft When she was referring to a poem, she said, I do not wish for women to have power over men, but for them to have power over themselves. Yes. Our goal is not to have power over others. Our goal is to have power over ourselves. Self-mastery, releasing your power, understanding, like that's what I call emotional sovereignty. That's all deeply rooted is, is like, Understanding your power over yourselves, your ability to create, your ability to detach from all circumstances that are happening and like really live fully power over yourself, that you get to feel a certain way, enjoy and create the experiences you want independent of the circumstances. They can have power and I can have power. 
There's no limit to it. So if you see power in others, and I know for us as Black women, because we always celebrate the one or the second one or the third one, but we never celebrate the fifth, sixth, or seventh one. It's almost like, oh, there's one or two and there's not enough. No, there's enough, right? So you can see one powerful Black man, Black woman, and you can also say their power, how successful they are, there's enough for me too. Like it's not either or, it's both and. And when we start seeing it as both and, then we start supporting one another and encouraging one another. And even if that little bit is inside of us, because that's how we've been internalized, we can accept it and go, oh yeah, that's that zero sum. That's that power over thing. But no, we're not putting that in a driver's seat. No, we're going to be on board and be her biggest fan. That's how we deal with this. Okay. I want to like give you a visual for what this internal power is, no matter what the circumstances is. And the only way I can do it, because y'all know I love action adventure movies. <laughs> and if you don't, I do. I told y'all like period movies, like sci-fi in 18th century. Love it. Everything except for Westerns. I think I told that before. But I also love action adventure, like villain and hero. I love that. And I love that moment in the movie where the hero's journey, when they've gone through the transformation, usually they like they show it over time and they have music that's really riveting with it, right? It's like what you're seeing is the hero's journey from the power being outside of them to internal power. Like, in the Rocky movie, when he went to Russia and he was like, getting strong now, right? They're showing all him training and everything. It's like the power was within him. Or Rambo, like all of a sudden, Rambo movies, why I guess I'm a Sylvester Stallone fan. <laughs> Rambo movies is like when there's this point where you can see like it clicks and the power becomes from within, that's the visual. It's like, oh, I can't change you. Yes, I'm going to go against all odds, but I have the power. It's that. I can do it. And so the way I want you to see this, I want to give you a little exercise. I'm going to explain to you what exercise I did. And I know this is long, but I needed to work through this. But I want to give you an exercise. The exercise is, is I want you to see, even in the littlest of things, how you are creating your power at that moment, your feeling, how you feel, your ability to create, your choices, all of it. How are you creating that at that moment? Because we will, if we don't do this exercise, think it's the person. Like if you go out on a date or if you go out with your girlfriends and you're enjoying yourself, it's not the restaurant. It's not the friends. It's not what you ate. It's not that the music was good. How did you create that experience? Because the music can be good. You can go out with the same friends, go to the same restaurant, eat the same food and come back stank faced. And y'all know this. Or you can go out and go, that was the best time ever. I want you to start seeing how you are creating your experiences. Because the more you do this on things that you like, then you get to start seeing your power in the things that you don't like. It's like, oh, but they don't control how I feel either. But I want you to start doing it on experiences that you are really enjoying. 
It's like, how am I enjoying this? Next time you have some good sex, how did you create that? Not the person that you were having sex with, unless she was doing some personal sex, then yes, <laughs> then you did. Or next time you go out with friends or next time you look at your home and it is beautiful. It's like, how am I creating this experience, this feeling right now? Because when you realize you can create it, then you see that you can create it in experiences that you don't like too. And if the situation stays the same or changes, you start seeing, oh, I can control it. Even if I have to stay here, even if I have to stay at this job, like you start seeing they don't have power over you. I have the power. I'm the creator of it. The best way I can tell you I did this, I had a relationship. It was an amazing relationship. And when the relationship was over, I felt such a sense of loss. And the reason why I felt such a sense of loss is because I was given the person that I was in the relationship with the power, like, oh, he was amazing and we did amazing things and he did this and he did that. And there was this sense of loss and I was powerless, right? It is what it is. He decided that he wanted to end the relationship. It is what it is, or it was what it was, right? That we say it in the past, but it wasn't until I did this exercise and I wrote down everything I liked about the relationship, everything, all the things, all the experience, especially experience, because I really liked the experiences that we had. I wrote down all the experiences that we had and the things that I enjoyed. And I'd be damned if everything that I enjoyed about the relationship the experiences that we had, the things that we did, I'd be damned if I wasn't the one who initiated every last one of those motherfuckers. <laughs> I was abdicating and giving all the power of my enjoyment of that relationship to the person instead of realizing, oh, it was me. Like that was me. And I can do that with any person. I can create those experiences and either they like it, which he did. That's what enriched the experience. That's why you stayed, right? Or he won't. And if he doesn't, I'll be like, mm, I don't like you. And let's find me somebody who does like these experiences. So it was like, I was the creator of it. I was giving all my power to the person, but actually he was just the beneficiary of me creating the experiences that I wanted. And he happened to enjoy that. That made me feel so much better than oh my God, he's gone and I will never experience that again. Not realizing I was the one that was creating the experiences in the first place. So do this work on something that doesn't trigger you. Don't do it on work that does trigger you because you got to wrestle with that thought. Remember that, that podcast, Wrestle With It? You would have to wrestle with it, right? And if you need to, okay, if it's happening right now when it's time to do this work and wrestle with it, then allow yourself time to wrestle with it. Give yourself time to go through those stages, denial, bargaining, sadness, anger, all of it, right? But do so with awareness, intentional awareness. But if you're not, take this to the smallest of things. Like right now I have a orchid on my desk. I'm like, the orchid is so beautiful. But really, how am I creating that I'm experiencing beauty with this orchid, right? Do it in the littlest of things so you can see your power to create your experiences. Because it is what it is, is not, is what it's not. There is a difference between saying that and 
total acceptance surrender. Okay. I hope this helped. Let me know. And y'all keep the replies or whatever. I like that so much as far as the hundredth episode. Are you guys talking about your favorite one? Just keep sending them. We'll keep peppering them in or add them to the end. But you know, if you got something out of it, send us an audio of like, yes, this was amazing. And this was the reason why, or write back at Brig at BrigJohnson.com. I always write back to you guys. I love getting your feedback and people need to hear this. They do. So write a review. Apple review, wherever your platform is, write a review. All right, guys. It is what it is, is what it's not. Understand this by going into your body and seeing how that feels and understanding if you're creating it from a power over energy or a power within energy. One is scarce and one is very abundant and available regardless of the circumstance. All right. Bye, guys. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. <laughs> That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brigjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.